This time we have our scripture reading from Sister Whitehead of Whitehead. Following her, we're going to have a prayer about looking at the rest of your Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Our scripture reading for today comes from Matthew 10, 12 through 15. If we can write the scripture. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not deceive you, nor hear your word, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than that city. Amen. 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 Let us pray. The song said, the Lord is blessing me right now. Oh, right now, he woke us up this morning, Father, and he started us on our way. Oh, Heavenly Father, yes, you are blessing us right now. Oh, Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you great creation. It was mentioned this morning in Sunday School, Heavenly Father. How you place the sun in such a way that it doesn't burn us to pieces, Father. Father, we thank you for the moon and the stars and sky that you give us light, Heavenly Father, when it's dark outside. Father, we thank you for the birds that chirp. And we thank you for this beautiful, beautiful world in the place of the Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you this morning that you gave us all the breath of life, the breath of life that we can worship and praise you and thank you for everything that you have done for us, Father. Because you are worthy, Father. You are worthy of all the praises. And so we praise you right now. We thank you, God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this missionary day. For how you teach us every single day. You tell us to go out into the world to tell those about you, Heavenly Father. Because we know without you, there would be no one. Father, we thank you for how you send your only begotten Son. And died upon the cross for, for us so that we may be saved. And Father, we thank you for that right now, Heavenly Father. For we know that after this life, we know we have your Heavenly, the Heavenly Father we can go to. Father, we thank you for that. Father, we thank you for this church, how we're able to come into a place where we can all worship together, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We love you, Father. Oh, Father, we ask that you be with those souls who may not know you, Heavenly Father. Father, right now we ask that you just touch each and every one of them so that they may know you like we know you, Heavenly Father. That they may know that they have a confidence that they can go to Heavenly Father. And Father, we just thank you for that right now. Father, we thank you. We ask that you be with the speaker that is coming to us later today, Heavenly Father, the evangelist to Mary and Lord. We ask that you give us a word and let there be a word that you will have so that we can go out and mission, be a missionary to those and spread the word, Father. Oh, Father, right now we just thank you. I can go on and on and on because you are worthy of all praises. And Father, we ask that you just be with those in Ukraine. We ask that you bless each and every person. We thank you for how you bless those that weather the storm before, Heavenly Father. But we ask that you bless with those, be with those families, Heavenly Father. 
be with each and every person, Father. And Father, I don't know each and every person's wishes or uh, desires, but you know the desires of everyone's heart. And so I ask that you work with those. Father, you are a good God. You are a good God. We love you, Father. Be with us today and every day. These are all blessings we have in your precious name. We do pray. so much hatred, 
There's so much killing that's going on there in the Father. It seems like every time we turn around and we look, uh, someone is being shot, someone is being killed, or someone uh, is in the hospital there in the Father. But Lord God, we know that our strength comes from you. We know that you are the rock of our salvation. And we come calling you this morning, asking that you would just heal us, pick us up there in the Father. Some of us have been down in the month and tomorrow way too long. Some of us have been in the storm way too long. Heavenly Father, we ask right now that you would just touch us, bring us up out of it, Heavenly Father. Let us know, Heavenly Father, that you are still with us, that we are under the wings of your protection, that we are the apple of your Heavenly Father. Lord God, we ask that you just touch those that are sick, Heavenly Father. Uh, we mentioned those in the hospital. We truly do, Heavenly Father, mean those that are in the hospital, those that are laying on the sick bed this morning, those who may be going into operation this morning. Uh, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would touch and be with them, those that are in the nursing homes, Heavenly Father. Someone wanted to get up to come to church was unable to come out. 28, 19, at least. Let them know that we're praying for them right now, that, we're, uh, that they're in our prayers, Heavenly Father. Because the song said that somebody prayed for me. And Father God, we're praying right now that you would just hear our humble prayer, Heavenly Father. But we ask that you would just touch those, Heavenly Father. Someone may be here in this house of worship this morning who may not be feeling good this morning, who made a, who made a decision to come out this morning and to fellowship and to worship. So, Heavenly Father, we ask that the way that they come in, that they do not go out the same way, that they have received a blessing from you, that you have touched them, that you have lifted up their spirits, uh, that you have healed their wounded spirits, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we just thank you for all that you have done for us in this church, Lord, you have done for us, each and every member, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we ask you to continue to be with those that are on our prayer list, Heavenly Father. Some of the names have been on there for a long time. But we thank you, Lord, that they're still here with us. So, Father God, we know that you're still blessing right now. And we ask, Heavenly Father, you continue to lift us up in your spirit, Heavenly Father. Continue to lead us and guide us in the way that you want us to go in. Heavenly Father, we ask that you just touch the hearts and search the hearts of those, Heavenly Father, who's here to bow down praying right now. They may not have said anything, but someone's on their heart this morning. They're praying for them right now. Somebody may be suffering with cancer. Somebody may be suffering with diabetes. Somebody may be suffering with AIDS, Heavenly Father, whatever the case may be, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we ask that you would just touch right now in the name of Jesus. That you would just lift them up, that you would lift them up out of the muck in the morrow, Heavenly Father. Lift them up out of the depression that they may be in. Lift them up, Heavenly Father, out of, out of the sorrows that they may be suffering and going through right now, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus because we know that you are an awesome God. You are mighty. God, and we come to worship you this morning. We come to fellowship and lift you up this morning. And we thank you, thank you for all that you have done for us. We ask these and our blessings in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask our deacon to say we come as we prepare for our offer. I'll just like to begin thanking everybody for the pandemic and all that we have. Thank us getting us back in the sanctuary. And I'd just like to appreciate uh, the giving today for a missionary. God thank you. We're a small church, but we continue to give and continue to keep the doors open. And I'll be reading today from Malachi, chapter 3, verse 8 
2.10. Well, a man robbed God, that he hath robbed me, but ye say, for then we have robbed thee and tithed and all. Ye are cursed with the curse, for we have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all tithes into the storehouse, but there will there will be meat in my house, and prove me now with the with herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if you will open you to the windows of heaven and pour you you out a blessing that there shall be room enough to receive it. Amen.
doing. I'm going to keep on shouting. I'm going to keep on praising the Lord. It's not about me. It's about God and what God has done for me. And we want to share the word. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy for our missionaries here at Brownsburg Baptist Church. Because we're going to see everything that our missionaries do, but we're doing. We're calling. We're going to see the sick. We're going to visit the sick. We're sharing the word with others. And if we don't have a group that might do it, but each individual, I can call Sister Wyatt. Sister Wyatt is out doing missionary work. Sister Marguerite. Sister, just all the sisters. Marissa, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, I hope you don't mind. I know you love this. Uh, I think Sister Angela. Sister Tamara. Sister Rick. Melissa. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Sister Melissa. Melissa's doing missionary work, I mean, constantly. She doesn't stop. And I hope that we all can follow that direction, because that's what God wants us to do. Missionaries doesn't stop. And missionaries aren't the ladies of the church. Missionary is a whole body. So, you man, you're missionaries. You might not be wearing white today, but you're missionaries. <laughs> Well, I have the pleasure and honor of introducing a uh, speaker of the hour who is no stranger here. Uh, we've been faithful here at Brownsboro. I uh, it was talking to Sister Penny a while back and she was asking me, uh, she was looking for someone to come speak for the missionary. And we had talked and she didn't know that she hadn't found anyone. So I asked, I said, well, that's Tamara. And thank God that she called and talked to her and invited her to come speak to us today. Just about a Our speaker today, our speaker for today, the woman of God, she accepted Christ as a personal thinking at the early age and has worked diligently in the church and the community as a prayer warrior producer, director, teacher, and senior. She is a graduate of the University of Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, and holds a Master's of Arts degree from Western University, Macomb, Illinois. She is a servant of the most high. Thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we do. And beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31, 30, and I be according to St. Corinthians 5, 20. We are all Christ's ambassadors. Evangelist Islam is a representative to bring us bring to us what God has given us to impart into our souls today. We ask that you pray for her. Pray for her as pray for her and with her as she comes before you this morning. I present to some and induce to others. I speak for this morning. She is the daughter of Sister Hibai. She is continuing to walk in the legacy of our father, the late Pastor James Hibai, children to the Anytime you have the opportunity to tell someone about Jesus, be available. Let us welcome her with the hearty amen. 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 Mary Hibai will be the next voice you will hear after the selection of the choir. Amen. 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 Amen.
be sure to wear something. Thank you. 
mighty name of Jesus, we pray, and all God's people said, amen. My watch is telling me how to choose the right audio apps, and it's interesting because we have a new toy at, our, at home that my grandmother uses, and his name is Astro. He's from Amazon, and what Astro will do is follow you around. You plan where it goes, you map it out. And it can come up and go down, and you can tell it exactly what to do. It docks, it undocks. It can just run around places and check on my grandmother. So where we are in different places, I can jump in and see how she's doing. It's quite nice. There's a part on this Astro app that's called Follow Me. So wherever I go, it follows wherever you turn. If I turn, it goes. If I step back, it goes. If I go into another room, it follows me. Whatever I do, it follows. doesn't ask questions. <laughs> it just goes. And the interesting part is if you have high rugs and it gets caught a little bit, it'll stop and it'll say, I cannot move. Please help me. And then it'll look to you to unstick it and you unstick it. You do a little push here, or a little push there. Then it'll start to move again. I thought that was exciting because it really showed to me how simple following the Lord could really be. <laughs> It's very simple. When he says, follow me, you connect with him and you look to him. And when you get stuck, you continue to look to him. And wherever direction that you may want to go, you look to him. And when you have a question, you look to him, Father, what next? And no matter what dangerous place I might go, Astro would go. And I think we as missionaries, that is something that we should learn to do and to teach with others. And we can learn to follow the Lord. All these other pieces that we all struggle with can dissipate. Pride would be gone. Unforgiveness would be gone. I want to turn to an interesting scripture that we all know, but I want us to read a bit more of it. John 3, 
16, start there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believeth in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Believeth not, because he did not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So many people think I've done great things and I'm a nice person and I haven't hurt nobody. You are condemned if you do not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Even Christians do understand the fact that we are condemned if you do not accept the name of the only begotten Son of God. And then it goes on to say, well, why is that condemnation? Why is it? Because this is the condemnation. The light is come into the world, and what happens? The world, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Goes on to say, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. So this idea here that everybody can be great and everybody can do wonderful things, it's wonderful when it comes to living in a society where we value one another and we respect one another and there's diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility, that works. But when it comes to being missionaries and being disciples of Jesus, that goes against the scripture. Anything that goes against the scripture is something that we will have to reject. Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, and then we're going to move to your scripture, your thematic scripture, and put all the pieces together. Matthew chapter 24, we'll begin with verse 4. This passage is imperative because it lets you understand why being a missionary is so important. Why even do it? And it says here, Matthew Chapter 24, verse 4, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall heal of wars, wars, and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations. Sound familiar? For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to the afflicted and shall kill you. And for my name's sake, if people start killing people, and you become hated of all nations, what happens? Verse 10 says, then you'll be offended, and you'll betray one another. You're going to hate one another. There'll be false prophets that arise. They'll deceive a lot of you. And because sin, iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Love is gone. Nobody loves one another at all. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. All of this. If you endure to the end, then you will be saved. 
when love has gone, when people have betrayed you, when you have been delivered up and people will kill you or try, all of this happens. It says you have to endure to the end. You shall be saved. And then here's verse 14, and this gets us in the area where we can move forward with your theme. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for the witness into all nations, and then shall the end come. So we're in prophecy. Part of what missionaries are doing, when you go out and you are on your mission and you're telling people about the Lord, this is prophetic because Jesus said, this will be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The end will not come until the missionaries, the people of God, get out and do what he has called us to do. This is prophecy, which means this, somebody is going to do it. Because yes and amen, uh, the word, everything that he said is yes and amen, right? So somebody is going to do it. Let it be you. Let it be Brownsboro. Let it be each and every person sitting here now. You have the power and the ability to go out and to preach the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, because there is value in a yes. We read about the Great Commission and, and what that means. And so our scripture reference, Matthew chapter 10, verses 12 through 14, talks about coming into a house, saluting it. If the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. Whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart out of the house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Then it says, Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. That scripture for me was perhaps, it was the most difficult because I am one that likes to go out and I like to spread the good news. And if it's somebody that I'm close to and they don't receive it, I like to hold for a second, give it a minute, live a life that I think is going to demonstrate the benefits of what it means to be a Christian. And then I try again because consistency, stability, people seeing you consistently doing what God has called you to do and continuing to provide an invitation, to me that seemed to be positive. And so you keep going back to the same people with the same information and similar messages because you don't want anybody to be lost. The scripture here tells us that if you go and a person receives not what you said, then you have the ability to let the dust speak for you, release your connection with that person, and you have the ability to move forward. And so I kept, that bothered me for a while, Trustee Finley. It did, it, it bothered me. But the Lord spoke to me. And he said, there is value in a yes. We spend so much time worried about who rejects what we've offered and who didn't accept anything that we provided, who didn't come when the invitation was provided, who wasn't coming on whichever night, who didn't come to the banquet that was presented, as opposed to celebrating the one that did. And not only celebrating the one that did, but being able to connect with the one that did and be able to answer questions 
this information here, this might be new. Let's talk about what salvation really means. Let's talk about what this particular piece, let's talk about the Holy Spirit and how you can tarry to receive it. Let's talk about how that can be able to apply in your life. Let's talk about how you can begin to hear the Spirit of God when you are living and you're connected with him. You begin to hear where he wants you to go. He offers discernment. Let's talk about that experience. That's what missionaries can do because we're in a space with people of different experiences. And so what we do is we people have sat down with me and I have had numerous private conversations with people as it relates to faith, as it relates to this text, as it relates to scripture. The first time somebody hears about the Lord should not be in a church service. It should be in church services and outside of church services. And when you're shopping, and when you're at this meeting here, or when you're doing something else, it is a consistent experience. But he said there is value in a yes, and when you spend so much time worried about why didn't they come, and what didn't they do, and why wasn't they there, you're wasting valuable time when you can be looking for the one that he has already predestined to say yes. And so he said to me, stop worrying about them, because this is kingdom building. I can send you to them, and then I can send you away, and I can send somebody else from a different state. It's on a different denomination to the same person. God does not operate in our time. He let me know there is power in the yes. So when we are looking for someone and somebody rejects, all right, move on because there is power and value in a yes, a yes, a yes. Sometimes you think that people don't like you when they reject the word, but he says they don't reject you per se. Luke 10, verse 16, he that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despises you, what does it say? Despises me. And he that despises me, despises him that sent me. And so the idea is that when I am coming, when I am living right, and I am studying the word of God, and I am fasting and praying, and the anointing is beginning to shift my perspective, and shift the way I think, and shift the way I behave, and you go into a place and you're not accepted, and hallelujah, Lord is saying, I have sent you, hallelujah, I sent you. And if they do not receive you, they don't receive Jesus, and they don't receive him that sent me. So then it comes back to this chapter that we we see in your verse scripture text where it starts to say, Verily, in verse 15, I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Than for that city. There is value in one. So start to look for the one. The one that wants to listen and one that wants to hear. If I had time, I would go and break down different verses where it starts to talk about who do you go and speak to. Jesus gave priorities in terms of who he wanted people to go and speak to. And he gave them different groups to talk to first. And he gave them reasons why. But then as you go down, there was also prophecy. The way that he sent people in different areas was prophetic. You need to hold for a second and look through your Bible and recognize that you are part of prophecy. What is going to happen? You are a part of That's why the Bible speaks of us Christians as being co-laborers with Jesus. We are laboring with him. We are being obedient and going out and doing what he has called us to do. And it is 
kingdom building. Start to think of it as kingdom building. Kingdom building. Brown Brothers are part of kingdom building. My community is a part of kingdom building. My house is part of kingdom building. When I work on my job, guess what? I'm a part of kingdom building. When you look at the disciples and you start to look at their occupations, when I started to read about it, they said one of them was making tents when he was a missionary. A lot of them was fishermen. And at one, they said, was going out. They called him a revolutionary. Some call him a zealot, right? Different people. There were other ones. We don't know what they did because it wasn't recorded. But what was not recorded was that they were teachers or that they were in the synagogues when they were found. They were out with the community. And so here's the thing. I work a lot in theater. I work a lot behind the scenes. And so when the Lord uses me, he uses me in the theater environment. He uses me in ways that is, uh, many people would not have the, that experience. Mauricio was in Africa doing some things. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But she works in social work, and so she has that ability, Sister Hart, to do things behind the scenes that we might not have an opportunity to do. Sister Shayla has a group of people that she is involved in at her university, but also with her friend and family group that she connects with that I don't have that connection with, but she does. Every person in this space is going to have a community outside of Brownsboro that they can tap into, that you know how to speak to. And that's who the Lord called. He called you in your place of occupation. I had some friends give me a call, two of them from a previous university, the call, and one of them said, it was like, hey, how you doing? Everything's fine? Oh, how's the church? One said Because they understood that that was a part of my life, and I work, didn't work at a Christian university. Another one called and said, you really would do a great job at a Christian university. I think this would be a great place for you, trying to recruit me out where she is, right? Two different people. I didn't sit down and have a Bible study with them, but somehow based on my actions, based on a conversation here, a conversation there, they knew my mission and what I stood for. And if they wanted prayer or had a question, the gentleman on the line just recently started talking about the Lord. Oh, God is working in my life. Oh, he's going to move on this. I trust in Jesus. I said, all right, praise him. Praise him. That's what being a missionary is. Being a missionary is recognizing that we are part of prophecy and that there's a sense of urgency because prophetically the Lord is not going to return until our job is complete. And for our job to be complete, we have to separate humanitarian efforts and start thinking about the soul. There are lots of wonderful organizations that help people, but for the soul, that's where we need to be. And so I thank God for every missionary in the room. I thank God for the leaders here at the world. I thank God for each and every person who works throughout the week to be able to do what God has taught you to do, which is be a missionary, reaching out to them the loss. I thank you for your time. And as I go to my seat, there's an old song that the people used to say, and they just say, say yeah, yeah, my soul said yeah, 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 yeah. Say yeah.